Welcome to Sofa Security Chat Chat, episode 51 for March 7th, 2011. I'm Chester Wisniewski, and I'm here with Michael Argast. Hi, Chat. How are you doing today? Good, good. Uh, we're doing a remote one today, so uh, this is over Skype. So if there's any audio issues and you're concerned, you can direct all of your queries to the Skype team. Um, I'm, I'm currently away from the office, but Michael's joining me from Vancouver, so it's good to have you here. And uh, we've got quite a list of things to kind of cover today. There's been a, a lot of... The good news is not so much in the vulnerability arena where we have uh, massive problems going on, but lots to talk about related to security and privacy. Uh, the first topic on the list I have here is Apple's releasing kind of pre-release versions of their Lion operating system, the next, uh, the follow-up to Snow Leopard, and yep. it looks like they're including full disk encryption. Yeah, full disk encryption is always a good thing. And uh, in addition to that, they seem to be giving some sort of heads up or reach out to the security community, some of the more prominent security researchers who found vulnerabilities in their operating system in the past are being asked to probe at the edges and try out some of the new security features. So uh, I, I think good for them on the reach out. We'll see what the actual effect of it is. Yeah, we also had a patch from them for Safari in the last week that uh, has kind of become known as the pre-pwn-to-own patch. Uh, of course, Cansec West is going to be in Vancouver this week, and I'm not in Vancouver this week, so I won't be able to participate, which quite saddens me. I, I enjoy the, the Cansec West conference, but uh, you know, last I saw, Charlie Miller was not attending pwn-to-own this year, so maybe Apple has a chance at not being the first thing to be pwned. <laughs> He's got enough Apple hardware in his kit bag, I guess. I read somewhere yeah, that Microsoft... how many Microsoft, Pros can you carry? <laughs> I guess Microsoft has decided not to do a pre-pwn-known patch, unlike everybody else. And so either they're confident in their browser or they just they don't really care that much. But uh, Well, actually, I'm, that brings up a point. I'll, I'll switch the topic around the list here. And that brings up Microsoft begging people to stop using IE6. So perhaps this is part of their strategy, right? Like, we're going to get pwned really bad at pwn to own and show everybody how crap Internet Explorer is. So now you'll be afraid and all of you will stop using, oh, wait, they don't want you to stop using all versions of Internet Explorer. Yeah, well, yeah, just IE6. I guess it's mostly the Chinese, though. It seems like uh, a lot of the rest of the world, especially the Scandinavian countries, seem to have either stopped using IEL together or especially IE6. But... Yeah, but they chose Opera, man. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> to each their own. Um, but yeah, China apparently still has something like 25% IE6 penetration, which is just bizarre. I guess a lot of piracy still in, in China and stuff like that, and people just not bothering with upgrade paths, but... Yeah, I find the IE6 thing interesting because Microsoft kind of created their own beast. I mean, they made everything that was proprietary even as more proprietary as you could possibly pro proprietary it. And then, <laughs> and then now they've kind of adopted standards and are like, oh yeah, stop using that IE6 thing yet. Everybody that's stuck using it seems to be corporates that followed Microsoft's advice and did every winky wonky thing now to make IE6 in. work and they're all locked in. So I got a lesson to be learned, folks. Open standards are not a bad thing. Uh, you had added a, a list to the a topic to the well. Actually, for folks interested in the IE stuff, you can go to ie6countdown.com uh, for Microsoft's chart that we're discussing around which countries are using how much IE6 and that type of thing. Um, you added a topic to the list around the NDP, and perhaps you can explain a little bit because me being American, even though I've been in Canada now for more than a fair bit, uh, 
don't always understand all the political parties of the world, but apparently they're asking for candidates for office, is it, to surrender their social media it's, credentials? Uh, it's specifically leadership <laughs> candidates. And in this case, um, there was a leadership candidate who had refused to give up his uh, social networking credentials. Uh, good autumn, by the way. And uh, eventually they came to some sort of compromise. I don't know what it is. Maybe he had to like the NDP party or something they could, so they could see all his dirty secrets. But, um, you know, this followed on from uh, one of the U.S. departments of corrections kind of asking employees to do the same thing. I think if your employer is asking for your social media credentials, um, that's that's getting a bit suspicious. And, uh, you know, a wee bit too big brother as for my legs. It, it seems a bit lazy to me. I mean, it's like a, if you're <laughs> conducting a background check, it seems like you could get a better source than Facebook, considering I don't even trust Facebook to tell me what day Facebook is shutting down. <laughs> well, there certainly seem to be a fair number of uh, Facebook confusions and scams out there for sure. Yeah, I, I mentioned to you before the start of the podcast a few minutes ago that this weekend is probably the greatest number of scams, spams, and malware on Facebook I've ever seen. It was a huge number. Um, we were getting on the order of you know ten people reporting stuff to us every hour uh, of new scams, and you know some of it social engineering, some of it actual malware. Um, it, it's it's really been out of control recently. So maybe the Facebook scammers have started automating in the same fashion that the malware authors have started automating or something, but they seem to have uh, cranked up the volume at least. So Yeah, I think it's time some of us start asking some questions. I mean, Facebook, in, in response to some criticism a few months ago about privacy and security, um, made a press release saying that they had reduced the number of spams on Facebook by 98% year over year. And my experience is currently about a 400% increase based on what I see. So there's a big discrepancy between what users are seeing and experiencing and what Facebook is telling the public. And uh, it'd be nice to see someone call them out and, and find out what the true story is because I'm not buying it. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. You can always make numbers say whatever you want them to say. Yeah. Well, I'm, they're, they're going to MySpace themselves is what's going to happen if they don't get a grip on this because people are getting very upset. A lot of people use this as a primary communication method with their friends and family, and they don't like being bombarded with scams constantly. So hopefully they'll uh, they'll figure out a solution to, to the problem. Their neighborhood. Um, our hosting provider, WordPress, a big DDoS last week. Not a lot of information coming out about it aside from the fact that, uh, well, it was a giant DDoS in the gigabits per, gigabits per second range. Yeah, and they managed to hold up pretty well. I guess uh, they uh, they kind of took their infrastructure and protected it the best of their ability. I know that our blog managed to stay up through uh, through the through the DDoS and didn't really seem to suffer any negative consequences. A little bit of posting snafus here and there, but uh, yeah, like some minor annoyances. We weren't able to post for a period of time during um, while they were locking things down and trying to figure out what they were how they're going to respond. But all in all, I think they handled it quite well and. And especially considering it targeted all their data centers. It'd be interesting to find out what the details are, but I have a hunch that because of ongoing investigations, they're not able to comment. Although, strangely enough, that same evening, uh, the Korean government came under DDoS. Well, I guess it was evening our time, but it was 10 a.m. In, in Seoul that uh, tons of Korean government websites and major corporations in Korea were under a heavy DDoS as well. So it's unclear if whether those are related or not, but they were both on the same day and to some degree nearly a contiguous kind of thing. Like when it laid off of WordPress, it seemed to um, pick up for the Korean government. So it, it's possible there was someone hosted on WordPress that a, a particular person is not particularly fond of. More as we find out. At least it wasn't anonymous. No reason to talk about anonymous this week. Um, Android malware, there were over 50 applications in the legitimate Android market compromised. Um, and they pulled the Google kill switch. Good for them. 
they did good for them, but I think maybe this is an eye opener for Android users, of one of which uh, I am a multiple Android user, but security is really a concern on the platform now. I mean, when it was all being held off of the market, there were you could kind of brush it aside and talk about it a bit, but this flaw, this used some uh, elevation of privilege exploits against Linux that are part of the Android operating system. There's no way for Android users, aside from kind of hacking their phones, to protect themselves against these flaws. Google says they're fixed in 2.2.3 and 2.3 and higher. However, you can't but you can't. So... No, you're you're relying on your carrier and your cell phone company, your your manufacturer. So first, you have to hope that your manufacturer consumes the fixes from Google. Then, if they consume it, then you're reliant upon your carrier, perhaps deciding that you can have it, if you happen to have, you know, that I think phone. We'll be seeing older versions of Android uh, operating systems out there longer than we're seeing IE6. Um, <laughs> it's going to be, be a, an exaggeration, but um, well, fortunately, the phones will die before it gets that old, but. Uh, there's a big problem here, and it's unclear. It'd be nice to see Google come forward and say, we recognize the issue, and here's how we propose to solve it. Get feedback from the manufacturers. Get feedback from the open source community. And, you know, look at addressing the problem, because this isn't going to go away. I mean, Apple's got a big advantage here with being able to, to bring out new iOS versions for their phones and their iPads and things and allow consumers to choose to update to them. And they may not always respond the way we like, but... Yeah, the fanboys like to upgrade too. So for the most part, that seems to keep them mostly protected. So. Well, so do the Android guys. I mean, that's the that's the problem here. They just I mean, can't. <laughs> no, but I I can hack, uh, not hack, but I can load my own build of the Android operating system on my phone and protect me. But you know, am I going to do that on every person I know that has an Android phone and do it on their behalf? I'm not sure that's very practical. And it's too complicated for most users to decide to do it. So the geeks will be protected. But the geeks are almost always protected because they know how to hack around all the different problems. The real issue is the average consumer who shows up at Verizon tomorrow morning and buys a phone doesn't expect that they need to worry about patching it. It's like a toaster. It makes calls, right? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, well, a little concerning. Hopefully we'll see some movement on that. And uh, the last thing um, today slash tomorrow, I guess it's after midnight here in the eastern time zone uh, of America, it's Patch Tuesday. And so at, uh, in, in approximately 13 hours, uh, Microsoft will be rolling out fixes for four CVEs, including the much-awaited Microsoft Groove 2007 patch. Ooh. Are there Groove users actually out there? Do you know what Groove is? Some sort of collaboration tool of some elk. <laughs> yes, the much-awaited Groove patch. Um, apparently, uh, there's at least one guy using Groove because they released a fix for it. And um, aside from that, there is a Windows critical vulnerability being patched. Uh, there's speculation that it'll be the MHTML um, IE bug, but it, it, I'm not sure if that's going to be in the list or not. Uh, the Windows one is critical and affects Windows XP through 2007-2008-R2. So take a look at that tomorrow. Sophos Labs will be posting on the Naked Security blog at nakedsecurity.sophos.com with additional information as well as in our knowledge base where we always have our assessments of the latest critical vulnerabilities. So on that note, I will wrap up Chat Chat 51. Thanks for joining me, Michael. Safe travels, chat. As always, you can get all of our podcasts at podcasts.sophos.com on iTunes or via RSS. And for the latest news, as I mentioned, visit nakedsecurity.sophos.com. Until next time, stay secure.